for the military is something that's always very important to me. And People wanted to ask me how my, my child wants to be a catcher. What do I tell them? I said, catch every ball. And in life, isn't that the way it is? I spent two years in the service, and I was proud to be part of it. I wore that uniform with a pride and dignity, just like I wore the Dodger uniform with great character and love. The greatest name in the history of the Cleveland Indians franchise, Mr. Bob Feller. Hi, and welcome back to the American Valor Podcast. This is Tyler, and I'm here with Colin today, and we have a very special episode for you. We have recurring guest Chad Lennon back on, and a new guest, Kevin Hertzell, who is an Air Force veteran and is the founder of Suicide Awareness and Remembrance Flag Corporation an organization whose goal is to honor and remember the 22 military men and women a day who take their own lives. As part of this special episode, the American Valor podcast decided to release on Monday, June 22nd, instead of our normal Tuesday release to help honor those who we've lost and their families. Chad and Kevin, thank you for joining us today on the American Valor podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So, Kevin, if you wouldn't mind, could you tell us a little bit about your background in the United States Air Force um, and your founding of the Suicide Awareness and Remembrance Flag? Okay. Um, I was in the Air Force as an F-16 crew chief, and I went in in 1999, uh, really not knowing what I wanted to do, but I, I scored high on my mechanical aptitude, so I went in as a crew chief because that's what they needed. I served after 9-11, uh, primarily CONUS at uh, Luke Air Force Base. And I got out in 03. And um, fast forward to 2016, I learned about, that was the first time I learned about the suicide epidemic that our veterans face. And that was the same year that I lost my cousin, senior and Robert Dean, who was in the Air Force to suicide. And I spent about a year just thinking about what I could do to contribute and I was just heartbroken. And the more I read about it, the more heartbroken I became and the more frustrated I became that more wasn't being done. And I felt like we were just ignoring the fact that it was happening and we were ignoring the families that were grieving. And so I spent more than a year thinking about what I could do. And so fast forward to 2017 and I decided that I would come up with a flag. I didn't know what kind of flag. I feel like we needed, I felt like we needed a symbol, a tangible symbol that everyone could see to take away the stigma from suicide and kind of normalize it. And I feel like if we had a flag, kind of like the POW flag, you can look up and civilians could look up, anyone could look up and say, what's that? What's the SAR flag? And it wasn't SAR at that time, but you know, then we can start talking about suicide and therefore hopefully do something about it. So I spent about a year designing the flag. I looked at every image that I could find from um, military flags to boy, like Boy Scout flags, any flag you can think of. And I kept coming back to two flags, the POW flag and the Gold Star flag. So I incorporated those images and what took me a year to design, which is now the SAR flag or Suicide Awareness and Remembrance flag. And so I started, I came, went into production in 2019 of last year. And I just started trying to get in front of anybody I could that would listen and talk to as many people as I could 
with the goal of having the SAR flag recognized officially by the federal government on the same scale as the POW flag and hopefully one day fly over the White House at the Capitol, Main Street and everywhere in between. And so I started working, I by myself single-handedly did as much as I could. I got to a certain point with the help of my, then later with the help of my wife and family, but we got it in 13 states. We have uh, two, two bills now in the New York State Senate, one to have September 22nd as the Veteran Suicide Awareness and Remembrance Day as an annual observance, and one to have the SAR flag officially recognized. Once I got it to that point, I was just I exhausted after about a year, and that's when I met Chad, and he has just been an awesome advocate and has now become a director on the Veteran Suicide Awareness and Remembrance Flag Corporation, along with another Marine Corps veteran, and I could not be more honored and happy to have them helping me because, uh, you know, I can only go so far, and, we, and this is for all of us, and we need to do it together, and I'm super excited to have Chad's help and have him on board, and so that's kind of where we are right now. Can you tell us why you have chosen September 22nd um, as the day to remember Veteran Suicide Awareness and Remembrance? Okay, well, the, I believe it's the third week of September. There is one of the days, I can't remember if it's a Monday, uh, is POW MIA Day. And so I thought that was good to be with that day since that was the primary inspiration for the flag. Also, September is Suicide Awareness and Prevention Month. So I thought that was another good reason to have it then. Um, also, I believe the Gold Star Mother's Day is in September, and that was the secondary inspiration for the flag. So for that, those reasons and more is why we chose September, and I'm, and I'm hoping, I'm really hoping we can get that in the state of New York with the eventual goal to have that done federally, because when we have an annual day of observance, we can bring this issue into the public consciousness and, uh, and like I said, try and normalize it because it, suicide affects everyone. I think according to the American Suicide Fund Prevention, Foundation for Prevention, I think it's top 10 leading cause of death in the United States. And we've lost over 100,000 veterans to suicide since 2001. And, and we were still losing over 20 a day. And with this epidemic and, and everything that's going on now, I, I, I can only imagine what the numbers are going to be once this is all done, because we're in, we're, you know, we're going through a tough thing right now with our country. And I read an article um, about your corporation and you. Um, and one thing you mentioned about why soldiers and veterans are um, committing suicide at an alarming rate was an idea of warrior culture and that bottle that people, the veterans bottle up the feelings from their experience in the military. Um, and I want to ask you both, since you both served in the military, and I'll start with you, Chad. From your viewpoint, would you say that there is a prominence of this idea of warrior culture? Absolutely. Anyone who goes in the military already has that culture inside them, whether they know it or not. It's cultivated, <clears throat> excuse me, through the training and through the exercises that you conduct through your deployments, whether they're, uh, you know, working with other nations or it's a combat deployment and then getting into uh, you know, that time as being a veteran when you're out of the service. Uh, a warrior uh, lives for something, breathes for something, would die for something. And that's the Marine, sailor, soldier, airman, uh, coasty to their left, to their right. And that's a special bond uh, between everybody. So there absolutely is that warrior culture. 
And there's been a preconceived notion, I believe, that we can't talk about our feelings. And this is where the PTSD, TBI, you know, those are two of the leading causes uh, to the suicide in the veteran and military culture. It's an epidemic now. And it's great to see that a lot more has been done with support groups when you're in the service, when you're out of the service, to help us all understand that, hey, there is a lot going on inside your mind from what you've seen, what you've taken part in. And we need to discuss it because that's the only way to help us uh, get past it. Uh, even, we're going to have to live with it. It's never going to get over the things that we've done, things that we've seen, um, but to, to work with it, find our outlets. And that's going to help reduce the 22 a day. And down to 20, it's not good enough. We got to get it to zero. And this flag is uh, something special to me uh, where now there is a symbol that us warriors can all get together around us and go, hey, I'm not the only one feeling like this. Kevin, would you like to add on to that? Yeah, you know, in the military, you're caught, you're, you're taught, at least from my experience, was, you know, to put your head down when the going gets tough, you dig, you dig in and you, and you get tougher. And uh, we're also taught the buddy system. If your friend or your buddy or your military member that you're serving with is hurt in any way, they teach you how to patch them up or her up. You know, your fingers missing, you, you learn how to patch it up or your arm or you get your eye or a, a, a chest wound, you know, the sucking chest wound. They teach you to put a card on it, you tape up the three sides and you learn all this stuff. But what do you do when your military buddy is hurting mentally? Or, or you know, they don't really, I think it's changing now more than ever and we're ready to make a change now more than ever, but it's still not enough and we're still losing too many. And I think that a symbol will help take away the stigma from it and we can start talking about it. And when you start talking about it, then it can lead to change. And um, I think it's really important because mental health and mental wellness is a big part of being a healthy individual, not just your physical well-being. And if you, if you don't know what to do in a, in a, for someone who's hurting mentally or needs help, they're going to succumb to suicide. And we've seen that far too often and the time is overdue. And uh, I'm just, happy that there's so many people that are getting on board with this and not only I just want to say another thing too about the flag it's not only to honor those lost but it's to help the families heal we're ignoring the families they're the ones left behind and this is a tangible symbol you know when when they pass there's still stigma my my cousin was telling me that when she was going to gold star meetings the other gold star families who lost their military family members in combat they were kind of looking down at my family who lost their loved one to suicide. And it was, I, I couldn't believe it. And the VA kept sending things saying, you know, how's your time back from being overseas? And they didn't even acknowledge his passing. And it's just, there's so many things, but I'm just glad to have Chad on board. I'm glad to be on this podcast because the more we talk about it, the more we get it out there. And the more support we gain, the more likely we are to have success to get this recognized on a federal level with the ultimate goal being to recognize those lost to suicide, to honor them, to honor the families, and to get that number, like Chad said, down to zero. There's no reason that all of these suicides, if most, if not all of these are preventable. So as you said, Kevin, the flag doesn't just represent people committed suicide, it also represents the families. Um, the black background of the flag represents mourning the individual. Can you talk to us a little bit more about some of the other symbolism that is on the flag? Yeah, the black background represents mourning the individual. The gold, the gold star represent a military member who has passed. The veteran in the center 
bows their head in a somber position and faces left to pay homage to the POW flag. There's five points of the star, which each point represents each branch of the military. The circle around the star, there's a black circle around the veteran rather, and that represents the five branches coming together to mourn the individual. Then there are memorial wreaths. Two parts of the wreath on each side of the star, there are 10 mostly exposed on each side, rows of two, that equals 20. And the two buds at the top point upward, and that represents the over 20 a day that we have lost to suicide, and we still continue to lose. And the SAR obviously stands for Suicide Awareness and Remembrance, and we can honor them with this flag and by raising awareness. And by raising awareness, I had a veteran come to me once and say, you know, it's not, it's not good enough just to raise awareness. And I agree, that time is over. I think a lot of people know about it. There's still a lot of people that don't know about it, but we have to continue to raise awareness. And that's another reason why I think that September 22nd, because we can't let people forget about this. Every year and every day for us, we need to remember those we have lost. And when you see the pictures that are sent in from, I got a father in Colorado or a mother in North Carolina or my family, or all these people, especially the, we just passed Memorial Day. When you see these faces, these people lived. We could have saved them. Well, who knows, with this flag, maybe we can save a life eventually. If we could save just one life, then this whole thing was worth it. But I think together with the people and help of people like you and like Chad and other veterans and their families, I think we're gonna do a lot more than that. And we're just getting started. And do you think combating that idea of warrior, um, warrior culture that we talked to earlier, is a possible thing to help that professional athletes. Uh, Kevin Love is the first one to come to mind, who was the first real professional athlete to come out and say that he had mental health issues. And, you know, he wanted to come out because he wanted a younger generation to, you know, realize it's all right, not being all right. But the way to get through it is to, to talk about it and notice it. Do you think that there, the stigma around warrior culture could change to something more along the lines of it's all right to be not all right? I think it definitely will, and I think we're beginning to see that in most, if not all, branches, and we're beginning to see that in the American culture, but it's only the beginning, and more needs to be done, and, and why not? If you're physically unable to do something, you get help because you can see it, but if you're mentally unable or you're in a hard place, just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there, and it doesn't mean it's a detriment that could lead to something catastrophic like suicide, and we need to talk to the experts, and we need to to rely on them for guidance and how to get through this. But the main thing is just getting away from this mindset that we're too tough because we're not, we're humans, we're people, you know, we, we can bleed and we hurt and we're, we, you know, and we can fix this and we can do something about it. And the time is now and we are going to do something together. Chad, I want to ask you, Kevin said that you got involved with the organization about a year ago. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your first conversation with Kevin and what really stuck out to you about the organization? Sure. So I work as a director of a veterans and service members rights legal clinic. And uh, Kevin came across with them as uh, someone who's interested in, in getting some legal assistance. And uh, I said, hey, let's just go meet for coffee. So we went to a coffee shop, uh, sat down, talked, and I was hooked immediately. I could see uh, the drive and the passion and what Kevin was doing. And I was saying to myself, wow. I, I never even thought of something like this. This is amazing. This is perfect. And I said, hey, I'm on board personally, professionally. Anything you need, I'm in. And I was just trying to introduce him to folks in the area, in the county we live in, 
and then just, hey, let's hit the, the ground running and see what we can do to help out. Because there really is this epidemic that has been going on for years with veteran and service member suicide. It's not just veterans, it's service members. I mean, I just have a friend of mine who is my um, jujitsu instructor. I work with him in the Simplify Fund. And one of his buddies just took his own life uh, a week ago. So this is still going on. Uh, there was a uh, well-known member in the veteran community unexpectedly took his own life recently. This is happening every day. If you think about that, 22, 22, think about 22 people that you know, that's one day. It'll be going on for years. And this is a way for a symbol we can rally around. We can bring more awareness to those who don't know the number, who don't know what we can do. Because now what we can do is say, hey, here's the awareness. What can we do about it? There's different support groups. Hey, your family member, unfortunately, was one of these 22. You're not forgotten. We're here to support you and to help you as well. And it's just a matter of pooling resources and saying, we're a group out there. We want to help. And I think that's what's, what's great about what Kevin did. He just wants to help. And this is helping, I believe. I think it will continue to help. You know, another thing I wanted to say about, about people working to aid veterans and their families, there are so many great nonprofits out there that are doing so much. And unless you are personally affected by this, you would never even know they existed. And that is super unfortunate. So one of the things that I also want to do with this flag, that the goal from this flag is to unify all of these nonprofits from coast to coast, east to west, north and south, so that when you see that flag and you walk in, you know right away what you represent and what you're working on and what you're about. And that way, then we can join together. We can join our forces. And when we join together, you know, it's like we have this huge problem of veteran suicide, which is like Mount Everest. And we're all working on different parts to chip away at it. But when we come together and put our forces together, we can, we can climb to the top and we can overcome. And, you know, there's Stop Soldier Suicide. There's Mission 22. There's Vets for Warriors. There's so many we need to unify and we need to come together because we can make a difference and they already are making a difference, but we can, we can be so much more. There's no reason why we can't put it, put an end to this veteran suicide. And, and i finally, finally honor those veterans lost over a hundred thousand since 2001. And just by comparison, the POW flag, they have lost uh, POW MIA since world war two, there's been roughly 82,000. We, since 2001 are already surpassed that number and we're still going. So it's, it's frustrating, but I'm, I feel a lot of hope. And the more people I talk to, the more people we get on board. And that was one of my biggest fears starting out because who am I to, to say that I can speak for everyone in this symbol. And that's why I spent a year, all of a year working and reworking and reworking this image to get it right. And I was green lawn in long Island, New York, and they gave me a standing ovation and then they got in line and they started telling me their stories. My brother, my best friend, my father, my son. We, I had the three by five standard flag and a guy came to me and said, I ride a motorcycle. Do you have any motorcycle flags? I lost my son, he's a Marine Corps veteran. I said, no, I don't, but I'll work on that. A month later, I had motorcycle flags. But VFWs, everyone we get in, in front of, people are supportive of this flag. And that gives me a lot of hope that we're ready to make a difference and make a change. Yeah. And you said, you know, you're just, you're just one guy, but all it takes is one person to start and make that difference. And then you find people like Chad and like Colin and myself and anyone else who hears this, it's obviously something that people can get, get behind. Cause once you really think about everything that 
service members have given to us and then to feel the way they do and take their own lives. It's really easy to get behind um, and support this. So I, I want to commend you for starting because taking that first step and truly getting there and starting isn't, isn't easy by any means. No, but, you know, losing my cousin and then my father is a suicide survivor and, uh, you know, depression runs in my family. And so I've, I've had a, a, a little bit of uh, dealing with it, but the loss is, it's just terrible. It's insurmountable. And the people that are left behind, it's just, I'm, I feel fortunate enough that I was the spark that lit the flame. And now we are going to do this together. This is not my flag. My daughter, I gave a speech at Glen Cove and uh in in long island and they were the first city to officially adopt the flag and uh on the way there she said how do you think they're going to receive your flag and i said i i think they're going to receive it well because it's not my flag it's it's all of our flag it's our country's flag which represents our veterans and their families and so it's you know it's not mine anymore we're all in this together Chad, um, in early August, you have the Walk for Valor planned, um, where you'll be walking 66 miles while carrying 22 pounds in honor of the 22 veterans who take their lives daily. And you plan on carrying the SAR flag with you. Do you mind telling us a little bit more about this walk? Sure. So it's going to be uh, August 1st. We're going to start off in the morning, taking off at City Fields. And we're going to walk Route 25A on Long Island out to uh, Calverton. So we're going to go through Queens. Nassau County, Suffolk County, and we're going to end at Grumman Memorial Park. Um, Grumman was a military contractor, one of the bigger ones on the island, and it's also right down the street from uh, Caverton National Veterans uh, Cemetery, so it's um, a fitting end. It's 66 miles. Uh, I wanted to do further, but due to the safety of being possibly on an expressway, we had to shorten it, uh, but it worked out perfectly 66 miles so we're going to stop every 22 miles and do 22 push-ups uh, i'm carrying 22 pounds uh, for the 22 a day i'm carrying the sar flag and the american flag and we have about a seven other individuals who will be hiking the entirety of, of that route with us anyone's welcome to join for any amount they want they want to come out and just say hello we'll say hello and i think what's going to be great is route 25a has a lot of businesses a lot of foot traffic I'm hoping people do stop us. Hey, what do you have here? And it's a great way to talk about what we're doing. And we're doing this too to raise awareness and money for charities. Um, the Active Valor Foundation, uh, the SAR flag, and the Semper Fi funds. Uh, I also know we're gonna have the National Director of Merging Vets and Players, MVP with us. So these are great organizations. And as Kevin said, it's unifying us. We're not separate nonprofits, charities. We're not separated. We have to come together and unite for a cause, which is the military and veterans community. And that's what we're doing. We're doing these to raise money and awareness for the charities, money and, or correction, awareness for what this epidemic is, the, the symbol that we're rallying around right now, the SAR flag and bringing that, um, you know, it's, it, we're doing really well in New York in 13 states. We got to get it out further. We got to get more awareness. So um, if you're listening to this, check it out. You know, I, I welcome anyone to join us. You want to just come and say hello come say hello if you want to do a, a walk wherever you live go for it let's do it august 1st to 2nd 66 miles if you want to get out there and do two miles do two miles and you know let us know because this isn't just my hike this is a hike for everybody and uh, we're calling it a hike not a hump as they do in the military because we're not carrying uh, all that gear with us and um you know anyone's can come out i'll carry anything for a mile 
you got a flag for me, you got a picture for me, you got a story, whatever the case is. Hey, you want me to carry some weights, more weights? I'll do that. And uh, we're out there. Just come out August 1st, starting off in the morning at City Fields, 66 miles. And we'll have about 16 different checkpoints. Come on out and join us. And I, I believe Kevin's going to be out there with his uh, Reaper. Uh, the SAR flag will be flying high in that vehicle, hopefully, as well. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a great time to, for camaraderie and a great time to remember those that have taken their own life and remember those families and remember those that are survivors of suicide. The Reaper, by the way, is the 1954 M37 Army truck that I have, and I, I deck it out with a bunch of SAR magnets that were actually donated to us by um, Sinorama and Huntington, which were, they're great, and they're working on our business cards right now. But uh, I'm hoping to put some flags on there, and I would be walking or hiking if it wasn't for five screws and a buttress in my right leg that I almost lost, but it, thankfully still have it, and that wasn't... Uh, unrelated to the military, it was a motor vehicle accident. But um, yeah, hopefully I can get out there too. Well, that's amazing. Um, we'd love to hear the project. Uh, and I know everyone at the Bob Seller Foundation and at the SAR Flag Corporation are all excited about this walk um, and hopefully making more strides to raising awareness for this cause and helping the military and veterans community. So we'd like to thank you guys for coming on today and talking to us about this cause uh, and having a really open conversation about what's troubling some of our uh, military men and women and their families. Uh, can I just say one thing? Uh, anyone listening to this podcast, please go to www.sarflag.com. That's sarflag.com and learn how you can support or get yourself a sticker. And there are times when people can't afford it and I will do my best to get one to you if you can't afford it. And, and thank you for having us on. And, uh, you know, this is going to be a great cause. Come on out, come join. You know, I, it, maybe we'll do something again next year, you know, some more crazy event, but hey, this is the year, this is the time, this is now. Let's, let's, let's unite right now and get that momentum going to raise more awareness. Anyone listening out there, you're not alone. You know, you, you got brothers and sisters in arms with you and, and two of them are, are right here for you. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, thanks for having us. We care about all you guys and uh, come join us and support and put your fingerprint on this movement because we're going to make a difference and you can do it with us. Thank you guys very much for joining us today. Thank you for listening to the American Valor podcast. I hope listening to Kevin and Chad's passion for this mission has inspired you to get involved as it has myself and Colin. To get involved, please go visit the SAR website Kevin mentioned in our conversation. The Bob Feller Act of Valor Award Foundation is honored to be helping such a great cause with the Walk for Valor. We are also honored to have two scholarships available for this coming year. The first is a scholarship for anyone in undergraduate school or high school who has at least one parent in active duty and displays a great sense of service in their school or community. The second is for a veteran who's looking to pursue further education. If you or someone you know fits this description, we encourage you to check out the requirements to see if you qualify under the education tab at our website, www.activevalorward.org. Thanks again to listening to the American Valor podcast, and we hope to have you back next time. Please like, review, and subscribe to the American Valor podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks again for listening.